Broadcasting live from Spara's headquarters on the plain of New Capenna, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron. Huh? And Nelson. Also here. And James is on tech. Hi, James. Hi! Thank you. <laughs> uh, today, lots of uh, little pieces of news. We've got, there's a new format coming to Arena. There's more information on Premiere Play and how to get there from Digital Magic. And the prices are going up. So lots to talk about. Uh, before we do that, of course, you can head on over to uh, one of our sponsors, Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR if you want to buy yourself some uh, magic packs or singles. They'll ship you stuff anywhere in the world, and they'll do it real fast. Asterisk, though maybe not us specifically in Canada, but that's Canada Post's fault. Um, no, their uh, their shipping is very fast. Their customer service is wonderful, and... Uh, we continue working with them because they're great. So check that out. Ask for a little button. They'll give you one inch button and it says math is for blockers. I think we're still on math is for blockers. We ordered a lot. Yeah. So just mm. to make sure. Uh, order yourself some streets in New Capanna. Also, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. So speaking of money, uh, we're going to start with this one. Uh, on the 19th, we're recording this, by the way, because sometimes people are interested, on Friday the 22nd. Um, and on April 19th, so just a few days ago, uh, Wizards posted Magic the Gathering pricing update. Update. And you know it's not going to be, we're making it cheaper. Um, and they say, over the past year, cost of goods, transportation, and manufacturing have increased significantly and steadily for just about everyone across nearly every industry, which isn't incorrect. Uh, for Wizards of the Coast, this means we've seen a large spike in the overall costs to produce Magic the Gathering. As such, we will be increasing prices by around 11%, allowing for regional variation on select products in our lineup starting in September. We've worked hard to keep draft boosters and later set and collector boosters at relatively consistent prices across our premier sets for major releases, etc., etc. Okay, so uh, we've kept the scope of the price increase as narrow as possible, and we'll only be adjusting prices on the following premier set, Unfinity, and Jumpstart products. Draft boosters, set boosters, collector boosters, bundles, and jumpstart boosters. So, not commander decks, because those already have a price increase coming into effect with Streets of New Capenna, so they won't be increasing it further. Hmm. So, a couple, a couple thoughts right off the bat. Uh, first is that 11% is a lot. Um, and this did come out at the same day as, uh, some revenue announcements talking about how, uh, you know, despite, as they say, that their goods, transport, manufacturing costs and everything has increased significantly, uh, that they've, they just had their most profitable year ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the shareholder class is not the ally of the consumer. Uh, certainly not yeah it's uh i understand a price increase like i i come from playing warhammer right and games workshop every year will just you know pick you up by the ankles and shake you for your pennies yep right like they 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 just do like here's our yearly price increase on these kits Mm -hmm. right uh now a box of space marines is going to cost you 199.95 and we're all just like yeah yeah, okay, right. Games Workshop, we'll do that. Yep. yep. Uh, 
I don't like paying more for things. Does this mean that our foils won't curl anymore because <laughs> the paper will be higher quality? Don't think so. What what bugs me, and Nelson, you'll probably be able to speak to this because you were working at a LGS at the time, is um, some some defenders of this. And I don't think it necessarily needs uh, de- defending or like you can discuss it without being like, hold on, let me stand up for wizards here. Mm-hmm. Right. You can you can be on either side of this and that's fine. Um, but talking about how there hasn't actually been uh, a price increase on on these products in like x number of years mm-hmm. you know someone was like well the last time they actually increased the price on draft boosters was you know it was i can't remember what someone was saying but it was you know like many years ago but that's not the case because when they took msrp away that was a that ended up being a price increase just right. not one that wizards announced right right um the idea with taking MSRP away, part part of it was to like allow the LGS to have, you know, higher prices on goods they paid less for. Like the classic example were the uh, before secret layers the, from the vaults. Hmm. You know, hmm. there's a small allocation. They were pretty cheap, and if you just wanted to let your players have those cards for a, a great deal, you would pass them on at normal Keystone or whatever. But lots of stores increased the price of those from the vaults by like. 70 100 percent, something like that yeah i I always heard those described as like a gift to the lgs right wizards yeah that was sort of kind of the deal but it it looks bad if there's an msrp on it right then the customer can go like why are you charging 150 bucks for this when it says 49.99 and like it just came out yesterday uh so yeah the msrp veil being removed i think ended up with i'm not sure if the draft boosters went up but a bunch of the like it seemed like the intro decks and like anytime there was a box set or whatever, like four decks for game night or whatever, that mm-hmm. products like that seemed to be the, those prices seemed to go up. Um, I wasn't always doing all the orderings for yeah. yellow jacket. So I don't know the detailed breakdown of that. It just um, seems like there have been but yeah. stealth price increases during this time period. Well, the other one that you probably remember, which was like during the Trump administration, there was the like tax, uh, the like, tariff, tax tariff right. war back yeah. and forth right. in Canada. So we we were hit with that like somewhat recently too. That's true. And that that one actually like a lot of the Canadian stores did like take the price of packs back down mm. a little bit. So it was kind of just something we felt in our end. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. Eleven percent is a lot, and like. My my thing here is just like, okay, great. You've had to pay more for stuff, but you also, we know you're making a lot of money. And just like every com- company that's raising the price of goods, it's like, well, we know that you could be taking more of this out of your back end, right? Like, and it's, it's just every company choosing to do it. It's not, yeah. it's not like there's some like universal outside of human control pressure of inflation. People talk like the word inflation is this weird thing that like people kind of, attributes sort of like wind it's like oh well the problem is like you know climate change it's like outside of our control or like the problem is like solar flares it's like no inflation is just something that happens after all of us are super greedy and we keep taking more and more all the time the net like result is inflation it's not like inflation came first and was like hey you gotta charge more for everything dumb dumb right so Yeah, yeah, this isn't a objective universal force. Mm-hmm. This is the without, result of a system interacting. Without right. wanting to uh, to invoke uh, Twitter discourse here on this podcast, <laughs> my my favorite 
take actually was from a uh, prof from the Tulare Community College saying that like I'd be I'd be all for this if I knew that like this particular 11% price increase was going to the people that make the game right like yeah. the employees sure. but you know it's not because like you know year after year we've heard stories and seen from people leaving the company that like wizards doesn't pay as well as they should mm-hmm. and like i want like record record revenue and record profits you know it's yeah. i want to see that go to the people that work their butts off to make this game that we love not like hasbro's coffin keeping the rest of hasbro afloat yeah yeah it uh <sighs> Yeah, no, that that's 100% accurate, right? Like, I want this game to be healthy and happy and uh, well-supported, and I don't mind paying extra for that if it results in a better product and better compensated game designers. And mm-hmm. that that That's kind of the nature of things. But when it's just going to shareholders or to prop up the rest of Hasbro, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. I don't 11%. like that. Yeah, like... I'm, yeah, man, drafts. The real question is, how is this going to affect the cost of gems? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that this will have any, they didn't mention digital, and I don't think this affects digital yeah. at all. I, yeah, I think not right? mentioning di- digital is pretty key to like, you know, holding on to what sympathy they've got, right? Because yeah. Arena's obviously done pretty well for itself, and I don't mm-hmm. think the cost of moving, you know, money off of your credit card into their account has been deeply affected by the worldwide shipping crisis or the pandemic. No, and you can't get a bunch of gems stuck on the Ever Given as it's yeah. rammed in the Suez. Yeah, exactly. Now, now I feel bad about about being happy about the Ever Given now that it's affected the cost of my magic cards in some nebulous way. Yeah. Me sowing, me reaping. Uh, remember when Boat was stuck? That was yeah. great. Well, there's a boat stuck in Vancouver right now. Yeah. Although you can go around it. So Aww. it's like... It's like when the other ever boat got stuck, but it was just like stuck on a sandbar. It just ran, ran aground, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, no, this is the Diet Pepsi. This is the, the second barge that's running aground in Vancouver in like six months. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was there's there's dude chilling barge. Right, right. That's barge going to need, chilling beach. Barge right. chilling beach. Is it yeah. still right. there? Yeah, they're going to need to cut it apart with acetylene torches. It's there forever. That's amazing. <laughs> it's not coming off. It is. That is chilling. That that barge is profoundly stuck. It's just like dudes standing around it with a double double going, yeah. That ain't going nowhere. Yep. Yeah, there's your problem. It's there yeah. now. There's I see your what's wrong right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, shocking no one. We don't like the idea of paying more money for stuff that we like, but we're probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. Strong, well, strong takes. Um, the amount of money we pay per year is probably going to stay the same, but the number of magic cards we get in return is going to go down by about whatever the inverse is of eleven percent. Yeah, that, that yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's probably more accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. boohoo. So let's move on to talking about, as you said, digital magic. So they had teased this before, and they have finally announced uh, the introduction of a new format to Arena. And it is even more explicitly Pioneer Light than I'd thought that they would make it. But it, it really is. It's called Explorer. 
and it is, I'll just read it here from the article, it is a constructed, non-rotating, true-to-tabletop format using all the pioneer legal cards available on Arena. It's going to have constructed queues and events, the, 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 the same ones that are available for standard, and it's going to start with the same ban list as Pioneer, but they may need to manage it separately because not everything from Pioneer is on Arena, so there might be some stuff that gets that's sort of warping. And it is available now. Yeah. Uh, it's available for deck building with the game update available uh, today on April 21st. So there you go. And uh, the, um, the, the ban list thing. Uh, they say we plan to adhere to the pioneer ban list. There may be a time when card becomes problematic in Explorer because of the current differences in card pools. If that happens, we will not rebalance or suspend the card. We're just going to ban it because this is a true to tabletop format and you can't do rebalancing mm-hmm. in tabletop. They're like rebalancing is what we do for the digital formats. This is a tabletop format. So if we have to, it's like if a card is a problem in Explorer, it just gets banned. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, Explorer. What do you Explorer. Think? I, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I was kind of like, I saw this the announcement being teased, and I was like, Gladiator for Cameron. Ooh, ooh, that would have been so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Channel Fireball tweeted Gladiator too, and I was yeah. just like, Did they? Oh. Yeah, they were like Gladiator. Bring give us Gladiator, and, and I was just like, Oh my god, if we had a Gladiator queue. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> right? I Could you I, imagine? I think I'd uh, uninstall like six other video games. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> on my computer, right? It's like, okay, here we go. Oh, it would be, it would be so good. It would be. <laughs> I'm gonna start paying for cosmetics. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Butts in the seats, and then you know, Explorer, and I was like. Yeah, no, I guess. This is fine, right? Like a lot of people like Pioneer. I feel um, like it it ne- I feel like it never really got a chance to shine. Yeah. Because yeah. the, you know, the Pandini. I think it's um, been doing well like as things have been It's coming out. back yeah. though, premier but play. E- even before they were announcing that like uh that it was going to be the important path of pro tour format. I think it was like starting to bounce back. Okay. As good. as stores are opening up and stuff. Yeah, like I haven't really paid that much attention to the um, non-rotating formats, uh, but I mainly remember it as the one that was like causing problems with the uh, the Eldrazi, who's a what, uh, that needed to be banned. The one with great art, with the square clouds. Oh, Inverter of truth. Yeah. Inverter of truth. With... Uh... Thoracle. Right? Yeah, yeah, Thassa's Oracle. And I was yeah. like, oh, those are cool cards. Oh, is that just because you make your whole deck go away and then win with yeah, Oracle? Yeah. Oh, you just win right away with Oracle. Fun. Make your deck go yeah, away. yeah. It's it's you know, it's it kind of the same mode as um uh 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 Tainted Pact. Well Tainted Pact, but I was thinking in modern when you had um um Kiki Jiki or uh Splinter, Splinter, Twin. Splinter Twin. Right? It's yeah, just like the bit. turn four instant will win right kind of clock on yeah. the format. Which Nobody likes until it's gone, <laughs> and then it's then they miss it. Yeah, and look like, back and say like, actually, the format was balanced, right? Yeah, yeah. The the the, the presence of this deck uh, constrained other nonsense. There are not many cards banned in Pioneer. Not a ton. I well, actually, gonna, the Fetchlands, right? They yeah, started the Fetchlands. Oko yeah. uh, was banned very early. Did yeah. uh, did did Nissa's Val Oath of Nissa get banned or something? Felidar Guardian, maybe? Uh, I think Oath I got banned by in a different format. So I'll okay. I'll tell you. So like you said, the Fetchlands, um, Balustrade Spy. Right. Right. Uh, Felidar Guardian, you're correct Guardian, there. Yeah. Field of the Dead, Inverter of Truth, yes. Uh, Kethis, the Hidden Hand. Oh. Leyline of Abundance, 
Luris, Nexus of Fate, Oko, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Smuggler's Copter, uh, Teferi Time Raveler. That's three fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undercity Informer, uh, Underworld Breach, Uro, Veil of Summer, Walking Ballista, Wilderness Reclamation. Right. It was Walking. Th- so I built a deck like when the format first got announced with Walking Ballista, Leyline of Abundance, and Once Upon a Time. So then those all got banned <laughs> from that deck, but not. Not Oath of Nyssa. Yeah. Right. Maybe Oath of Nyssa got banned in standard. I think it did. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. So this is, this is they, they put this down as a first step because the goal is that eventually Explorer will be retired on Arena and just replaced with Pioneer. Right. And they yeah. said that in the article yeah. or on the stream? Okay, yeah. Consider cool. this the first leg of our Pioneer journey where one day Explorer right. will be retired as a format and we will simply call it Pioneer in the same vein that classic format became vintage on Magic Online. Right. Um, so what that means is, how do we plan to get to Pioneer? Our goal is all the Pioneer cards that matter. So when we eventually embrace the Pioneer name on Arena, you should expect us to be at a point where the decks you want to play will be available. Cards will be added gradually, starting later this summer with Historic Anthology 6, which will include cards for both Historic and Explorer play. We want to stress this will take several years to accomplish. All the cards that matter means we'll be working towards all the cards that are regularly played in Pioneer decks, much the same way that Vintage on Magic Online doesn't contain every 2-2 for 2 ever printed, but it does contain all the cards needed to mimic the paper vintage format. Hmm. So there are also a lot of cards in Pioneer legal sets that were intended for limited or multiplayer formats that aren't relevant to constructed play or have become obsolete as better versions become available. Cards like that, as well as cards that have a high development cost with little or no play in the format, are low on the priority list. Never say never, but our priority is on card implementation. Our priority on card implementation will be driven by what we see in the Pioneer constructed meta. Right. So. Like that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, good priority. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember a few years ago, uh someone went through the Highlander uh deck list and just kind of came up with a list of cards that are actually played in Highlander. Right. And it was a list of I think under two hundred cards. Sure. Something in that on that order of magnitude. Um and yeah, if if the the I feel this is good for Gladiator, <laughs> right? If we get for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Anthologies with more cards printed, yeah. absolutely. I'm 100 percent there for that. Not as good as the play Gladiator button would be. If it was yeah, yeah, exactly. Right corner, but, but like, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. just give me the play Gladiator button. But I will shuck this format and its offerings for Gladiator playables. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I totally agree. Just um, peel away the Explorer stuff to get to the fine gladiator nugget at the middle yeah exactly i guess yeah. this is what like legacy players felt like when they were opening commander decks for um nemesis scavenging user yeah tnn nemesis. yeah 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 well i'm glad to hear that they've announced that because it seemed like up until this announcement but after they had first spoiled that like pioneer masters was going to be on the docket for this year or whatever two years ago yeah it felt like we were kind of watching like an internal struggle mm. at wizards for like what you know what's coming out next what's the future of um non-rotating play on arena and like will it or won't it be pioneer like we know that they've given us like loose timelines in the future so we don't know if they're like just haven't released the next installment towards pioneer yet or if it's not gonna come right like so there's a lot of that up in the air so hopefully this announcement we look back on in 12 months and we're like yeah and they've been doing that Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) because lately it kind of feels like every announcement is just like taking people's temperatures right Mm -hmm. yeah because and i mean i appreciate that like watsy wants to do more or less what the people paying the extra 11 percent 
or uh, <laughs> want, right? So in in one way, that's good. But in another way, it's nice to know what's coming because you can rely on the announcements, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if they eventually get Pioneer on Arena, that's sick. Yeah. Good format. And while you're playing on Arena, you can qualify for the Pro Tour. Oh, right. Because <gasps> they formalized. We knew, you, we knew you'd be able to. We knew that you could. When they announced the new Premier Play program, they said, also, you'll be able to, you know, as well as everything that we talked about two episodes back and last episode with Marshall and Kenji, uh, everything we talked about with the Premier Play um, from the, the LGS level, they said, also, you can get there from Arena and Magic Online but you know more on that to come um actually i'll talk about magic online real quick because it's the easiest in that nothing is changing right it's it's the same um and i looked into it and it's confusing uh because it's just a lot um and i never used to engage with it before but if you did if you played magic online before uh it's it's the same Well, I thought what you get invited to has changed. Like, whereas you said there used to be real PTQs on Magic Online, now you basically get to play a PPTQ on Magic Online that gets you an invite to your regional championship. So, at the high level, much of what you enjoy about the Magic Online Premier tournaments are staying the same. The champion showcase qualifiers and super qualifiers and challenges are all staying roughly the same, only now they'll plug into the larger tabletop ecosystem as well. Starting with the now underway 2022 Magic Online Champions Showcase Season 2, players who qualify for the final eight-player showcase event will also earn invitations to the Pro Tour. Okay. Um, But wait, there's more. Both the winner and the runner-up of the showcase will earn direct invites to Worlds. Meanwhile, qualifiers and super qualifiers on Magic Online will switch to giving top finishers invitations to the next regional championship as well. We will have additional details and schedules for these tournaments uh, closer to the start of the regional qualifications in july did you know random aside that uh wizards recently spun mitt go off oh yeah they've got their own team now i say recently i don't actually know it was this was months ago wasn't it was it last calendar year yeah was it but like but it had been in in house for so long it's a third party company is in charge of mitt go now right well how about that which is just it seems baffling to me because i know that a big part of early Mitgo's issues and what was a big improvement to developing for Mitgo was having someone in house. This was, I think it was at the time, like John Lauk's way back was right. like his role was being like a bridge between the Mitgo team and the, and R and D to be like, Hey, could you actually word that, that rule box differently? Cause as it's written now, it will be impossible to program. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, and like you can do the same thing with different wording and then we can program it, please, you know? <laughs> huh. Right. I, that's actually quite interesting. I, I didn't know that, but that makes a lot of sense to me that the requirements of a online version of the game or mm-hmm. computer, like, you know, having to get a computer to understand magic cards has a knock-on effect on the way those cards are literally phrased for humans. Yeah, like there's an amount of like, you know, and then you sort of, you know what that does. Yeah. In paper, whereas the computer is like, I need you to be really specific. Yes, yeah. That's... hmm. So it's just, I don't know, it seems weird to me that they're moving online out of house, especially when they just brought D&D Beyond back in-house. I don't know. These are separate business business decisions. Obviously, these are not comparable. But it just you know. Conversely, D and D Beyond. I'm like, they didn't already own that. Yeah, 
right. that was already a third party? I didn't know what? that. Yeah. yeah. They were, it yeah. was a third party thing that was just licensing the D&D name. Yeah, okay. And was an online was a uh, you, it was a marketplace where you could buy the the digital books. Okay. And Wizards or Hasbro was like we should own that. And so now now they own D&D Beyond. They bought it for 143 million dollars. Sweet. Like it must have been doing good business. It's a good yeah. website. It's just yeah, wild. No, like Beyond. Yeah. It's wild that it wasn't already. I, I thought it was in house. I, I thought had it was no a bonus idea. free service. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why do you have different Twitch accounts? I don't way, understand. Yeah, yeah because right. like I, I remember seeing people. The the frequent complaint I saw about D and D Beyond was like, oh, you know, Watsy making me buy my books twice. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, as it turns out, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't even Watsy, or yeah. did, or was it? It was a licensing deal. What's the yeah. name, James, of the company that's in charge of Migo now? Oh, I thought you. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. how dare you? Anyway, you don't know. Um, I don't know either. Weirdly, mm-hmm. not necessarily weirdly, but just kind of like in a in a cosmic, amusing sort of way. Uh, Ryan Spain, who w- uh, was started Limited Resources with Marshall, mm-hmm. and then went to work at Wizards, and then ended up on the Arena team, and then left, uh, and then has been doing the his going optimal streams from home for a while he is now uh rejoining the magic online team mm-hmm. under this new company hmm. yeah that's wild yeah uh so it's daybreak games daybreak and it games. was in december of 21 it was announced that daybreak Gra- uh daybreak the daybreak <laughs> games a go- global publisher and developer of multiplayer online games would enter into a long-term license agreement with wizards of the coast to develop provide live services and publish magic the gathering online huh all right yeah um oh they're they're handling everquest at the moment Wow. Okay, well that's like a good sign maybe then if EverQuest, like, EverQuest pretty... 2, DC Universe Online, Planet Side 2 and H1Z1. Huh. And then Magic Online. Well, good weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad it's not being handled by a third party that has like no other, you know, line no items on their resume. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's just Dave's like discount some game dev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is like so my immediate fear like since arena has been released or whatever, right? Yeah. It's just that like, are they going to do away with MTGO at some point or are they going to fold it into arena? I don't know that they ever want to, you know, program all the cards that are on MTGO. I mean, clearly it still makes enough money that it's not worth sunsetting. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you would think that they aren't going to do that. And we've talked about that several times. So if they're giving it to another company, I'm also curious what their reasons are, I guess, because it is obviously making them money. But maybe it was just a human resources thing. I, I, I got to figure out something to do with my tickets because I haven't launched Mitko in ages. They have mm-hmm. flashback drafts regularly; they're pretty cool. In fact, oh. recently they had they also had free seventh edition drafts. What? Yeah, oh. I don't know if you missed out on much. I didn't play that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting aside. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, those are the ways if you play Magic Online, which statistically few of you do. But there you go. If you're on Arena, uh, it's a lot easier uh, to parse. Anyway, um, there will be. Uh, so, um, you can earn a spot in a qualifier weekend through ranked play just by like getting like your, now. yeah, just as it is currently just like getting up to, you know, X number mythic or whatever it is. So top 1000 on each side or something. Uh, or by play in events, uh, which is a, um, I don't actually qualifier play in structure 
uh, how do you? I think it's just like the opens basically like there, you know, you have to go seven and two or something or yeah. four, four, zero. Uh, I think you got your same options, kind of like being on day two of or day one of a, an arena open to get into day two. Yeah. Oh, you can do there's there. There will be limited plans. Sweet. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's <laughs> they have they, they list these player profiles on in this article. So Garrick, the grinder. Garrick spends most of his MTG Arena time playing traditional alchemy events to build his collection. He earns maximum win rewards frequently, sometimes multiple times in a weekend. He's collected enough play-in points to enter the qualifier play-in, but this month's format is limited. He decides to save his points for next month when the format will be alchemy. He expects to have enough points to enter multiple times and make sure he gets his chance at the qualifier weekend. These seem like internal marketing things that maybe we shouldn't be reading, but they're in the article. (laughs) Or, player profile, one-time Oko. Oko doesn't play that much arena, as his favorite format is Commander, in person with friends. But he also enjoys drafting, so he knows the latest set well. He logs in on Friday to play the limited format qualifier play-in, and uh, and he reaches maximum wins. He then wins out on both day one and two of the qualifier weekend, earning a seat at the next arena championship for his week- for his weekend's play. So yeah, there's play-in events that can be... Oh, there's more. Watley the Hopeful. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Um, so... So you can get there by ranked, uh, or you can win a play-in event, uh, which it sounds like it, they can be different formats, and you can buy in multiple times. And if you get in there, then you can play at the qualifier weekend. And if you do successfully enough at the qualifier weekend, then you can qualify for the MTG Arena Championship uh, and or the Pro Tour from from the Arena Qualifier Weekend. And then the Arena Championship, uh, which is th- only 32 players, um, but you can from there you can also qualify for worlds um so yeah this is good news if you <laughs> wanted to play in the yeah. um qualifier weekends which is I sort like of monthly or semi-monthly you don't have to grind your way up to top of thousand mythic yes i love that there's so, a way that you could theoretically news. just basically play the arena equivalent of a grand prix that mm. you don't you don't have to be a grinder you don't have to be like keeping your rank up and fighting to stay in the top, uh, hang on, the top 250 Ugh. in either the constructed well, that, that's or limited changing ladder. That's right, because yeah. I think it was top 1,000 before. Top ranked ladder finish. Players who finish in the top 250 of either constructed or limited at the end of a month will receive an automatic entry into next month's qualifier weekend. Players who finish in the top 1,200 of either ladder but not the top 50 will instead receive enough play-in points for one entry to a qualifier play-in event. Um, finally, players who reach six, seven, or eight match wins on day two of an arena open will also earn entry to a qualifier weekend. Uh, previously, this only applied to players who won seven or eight matches. This begins at the May arena open, which will admit players to the June qualifier weekend. Uh, not every qualifier weekend will admit players in this way since the arena open events happen less frequently than once a month. Uh, note for players familiar with the current system, be aware that entry to the qualifier weekend events will not be driven by event tokens instead of qualifier badges. Okay. So, uh, yeah, anyway, the point is, I like that I don't have to stay on the grind because I don't have enough time or interest, frankly, to, to, keep, to, to keep that high on the ladder. But I could, theoretically, show up for a play-in event and spike it and make it to the, make it to the, to the, to the, uh, to the arena qualifier weekend. So, Ooh. that's cool. I mean, I, me, probably won't, but it's cool it's that you can. possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
if the path to play was that you know you had to maintain a certain ranking on arena mm -hmm. then that selects for a certain kind of player yeah yep so there's um here's the here's what a qualifier play-in event is um a single day best of one qualifier play-in takes place one week before the qualifier weekend players need to reach six wins before taking two losses to advance uh, there's also a single day best of three qualifier plan taking place one day before qualifier weekend. Players will need to reach four wins before taking one loss to advance. Players can enter a qualifier plan with 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems or by collecting 20 play-in points from regular events on Arena. Hmm. Reaching maximum wins in any evergreen constructed event such as historic or traditional historic or in a traditional draft will now award play-in points in addition Two gems and packs. So it's interesting that there's like still a grind component, right? Like I, I think that introducing if you want there to be, you can yeah. you can just show up and pay gems. Yeah. No, I totally agree that it's nice to have the option there to just like spike a PPTQ to get to the arena RPTQ. Like that's kind of what these yeah. events <laughs> line up with, right? Like in 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 paper, you can play your regional championship qualifier and the original championship, and there's still have championship weekends on arena, like the second thing, and now we have something like the first thing. Yeah. In order to get there. Um, but overall, it's probably kind of good for Wizards because, like, this actually costs the players quite a bit, mm. right? Like, it's expensive mm. for us to have this option to be able to to win in one day rather than winning in 30. And it's still going to be, like, more or less the same people who show up to that, uh, that right. qualifier weekend, right? It's just now we they had to pay a bunch of extra gems and coins and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, clever, but it's the kind of announcement that has a, a very material tangible upside mm. to the players mm -hmm. that, you, that you can hold on to and enjoy so yeah i'm excited for that i'll probably play in some of them i like the opens i like the yeah, me too. having a chance on arena to play in a tournament that's inside of arena mm. rather than mm -hmm. um, needing to coordinate <laughs> i don't know how website. he did on day two but i love that kenji uh qualified for day two of the last, last arena open during the ppr yes yeah like yeah. in between rounds he was just in the other room on his laptop playing games of it was what historic yeah it was historic yeah that was really funny to me. Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. I was hoping to do the same thing, but like, you know, I had a really busy day that day, so I couldn't play before I got here. And then I was like, you know, the judge has to like play every round, right? So I didn't yeah. manage to get my phone out. I did go home and like late at night jump in one. Um, mm -hmm. And I found a really fast deck online. So that was nice. But I went six and three and uh, I didn't have time to, to go twice. Yeah, I went six, one, oh, two. I'm the arena qualifier. So I hope Kenji made some money. Yeah, it, it was it was his third attempt. Right. He'll he he will not want me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, the callouts. <laughs> um, I don't think there was much else. There's been a bunch of uh, Nuka Pena Commander spoilers, which are looking pretty fun. Uh, but maybe we can get into that uh, next week. Actually, real quick, how was the PPR? Yeah, good. We didn't I actually talk about that. I uh, was surprised that it felt a lot like Cons of Tarkir mm. in that both players start at 22 life with two tap lands on the field and then you start playing the game of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is... Is there one of those tap lands in every pack? Is there a gain life tap land? Uh, no, but they're, they're common. They show up a yeah. lot. Okay, yeah, they're just they're, in the common slots. Cool. Uh, so I'm anticipating like a lot of greedy decks in limited formats. Oh, yeah. And I think maybe I'll just try to force Boros in all of them and slide underneath, right? I, if all your opponents are on, like, six-color Dirtle Knot, yeah. right, and are just, like, flopping haymakers on turn 12, 
then maybe the one ones for one with upside get in there. I mean, I right. was I was on Jund, right? I picked Riveteers, and I I was sort of doing I was doing a bit of a greedy splash when, when I first built the deck. I was like, well, it's sealed. You should play your bombs. My bomb is double blue, but I have all this fixing, so maybe I'll splash these blue cards as well. And then, like the night before, I was like, wait, I think this is making my deck worse because it's adding a lot of tap lands and so i like i just cut that out and i was i put in more like lower creatures and combat tricks and i was like let's just try this and let me tell you you can jund him out at least in sealed um i you know draft remains to be seen but uh but boy those were some those are some aggressive games. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe I'm just really looking forward to playing a game or a lot of decks where my top end are just whacks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. Minus four, minus four. Yeah. I got to say, we had some amazing, like, like long games. Was It was round one. Was Adam and Wheeler? Uh, that me. Oh, it was you and Adam. Y- me and me and Wheeler playing. <laughs> you and Wheeler. Sorry. That Adam was, as table friend. Sorry, thank you. Uh, and those games, mm-hmm. between you and Wheeler... Were amazing. Mm-hmm. That ma- that whole match was like when great. I clawed back round three. Yes, that whole match was like these games. It's like it's like haymakers back and forth. Like it was a long match, but you got to check it out. Um, the 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 replay is up on this YouTube channel already. If you're watching on the YouTube, yeah the uh, the 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 Naya board sweeper took me by surprise. Oh, is that the one that it's like three damage to everything? Yeah. Well, right. there's a there's a three damage to every non-token creature. Yeah. And then there's one that's, there's a different one in the Maestro's Colors mm-hmm. that is one creature be- becomes a 1-1, one, one, one creature becomes a 4-4, four, four, and then three damage to everything. Right. There's right. so, so can, many sweepers. Yeah, that's fascinating, actually. So guaranteed kill one thing, yeah. guaranteed one thing survives, and then... <laughs> You're right. <coughs> Sorry. Just got some coffee down the wrong hole? Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I was uh, I was trying Sorry. to talk about my match against Wheeler here, Nelson. <laughs> <coughs> you got me. I, and 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 how did that go, Cameron? Oh, uh, you know, I I I I I won eventually. I had to fight real hard. Spoilers. Yeah, it was good. Spoilers. Spoilers. It was um, a good match, though. It's worth watching. Yeah, I I feel that like I almost went five color because I had two of the. Um, the raccoon goon squad, yeah, uh, six drop, the mm-hmm. ones that allow you to splash for them. Those that whole cycle is awesome. That's going to lead to some real ugly mana bases. I feel, and a lot of greed are just those guys where you're like, well, they're free, they're basically colorless. But if you're already right? if you're in a different shard that shares two colors with that, yeah, it's it already turns like a random basic into a dual land. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna sleeve up so many of those and then just get kind of caught flat footed because it it's they're slow. Lot. Yeah, they're slow. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I've got twelve of these. <laughs> My mana is perfect. And yeah. I can, and I cast spells during yeah, a turn I, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm activating abilities all the time. Right. I mean, I'm just turning lands into dual lands. Well, two ones are are punching me in the throat. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm just getting like my kidneys worked over by by two drops. <laughs> But man, when the raccoon brothers get here, oh, then you're in trouble. Five five vigilance menace. Yeah. What are they actually called? They're called masked 
bandits. Ah, uh, yes. Right. right. The joke and, is raccoons, you see. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, that whole cycle is pretty cool. Because yeah. as you say, if you're just in, say you're in Cabaretti, you know, they splash the black for themselves. Yeah. For free. Yeah. And and even help you cast your other red, green, white spells. By the time you're up to six mana, you probably have the, you, the three colors you need anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of treasure in this format too, so that's cool. Yeah, the 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 abundance of treasures. Mm. Oh, um, uh, from the state of the from the state of play arena update. This is a public service announcement. Watch your auto tapper. You should be watching it anyway. I still use auto tapper, but I always check its work before I use it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if there is a benefit to casting a spell with treasure or activating an ability with treasure. Arena will default to using treasure. Right. So, like, for example, Jetmere's Fixer is a 2-2 for red-green, and for red-green, you can pump it plus one, plus one till end of turn. But if you use treasure to pay part of that cost, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. So if you don't want Arena to use your treasure, you have to manually tap your red and green to keep your treasure around. Because if it is beneficial to use treasure, Arena will default to trying to do so. Which you may not want, but now you know. The auto tapper taketh, and the auto tapper giveth your game away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the auto tapper taketh, and the auto tapper taketh. <laughs> the auto, so. the auto tapper doth giveth a good excuse. It's third it's, it's and if you want to see us struggle with the auto tapper, um, then at time of broadcast, because this episode's going up on Monday, and it is, it it will be as of airing tomorrow. Is that right, James? Uh, or is it the following week? The early preview thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. So the day the day after this goes live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're brought back the Arena Early Access Woo! Day. Early Access is back. Yeah, which it's is a exciting. Weird time to bring it back in the middle of the year. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they heard a lot of feedback. The people really, people really liked it. So It was fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to be doing all day, basically? Almost all day. So we're going to go from 8 a.m. Tuesday morning Till probably about four four thirty Tuesday afternoon, so we're it's going to be it's going to be at least about eight hours. It's going to be me in the morning, and then you come in in the afternoon and take over. Yeah, um, Ben and Adam are really keen on on keeping Let's Nope this week. I think Ben really wants to beat the boss he's been stuck on, so he's like, I would <laughs> oh, like to do yeah. that, and I'm like, that's cool. So we're gonna give them Let's Nope, but it does mean uh, nine o'clock not happening next week, uh, and talking Sim is going to be on happening Wednesday. on Wednesday now. So. Cool. But we still get like eight and a half hours of magic in. So nice. be sure yeah. to tune into that. We're going to be playing so much New Capenna. So tune in for that as of uh, as of time of airing tomorrow. And if you miss it, well, we'll have a VOD up on this YouTube channel for you to enjoy. So, yeah. That's it, I think. that's uh, yeah. I think that's all we need to talk about for now. So I'm just going to not segue at all into reminding you that you should go to Card Kingdom and um, uh, buy your cards there. For a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that they sponsor the show. So go to cardkingdom.com slash LRR and let them know that we sent you and ask for a button and be polite, please. Don't don't go don't don't make us look bad. Yeah. yeah. And of course, this show <laughs> and everything that we do, we we do enough of that on our own. Yeah, don't uh, make don't make us tap the sign. Yeah. Uh, everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, until next time, I've been Graham, joined by Cameron hmm? Nelson. Also here. James has been running tech. Bye. <laughs> Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.